I'm loud and I'm proud. You are loud and proud. You sound great. Okay. Uh, ready when you are. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, Gunnar, you're you're up in Westford, right? I I am up in Westford, and you know, you and I had a special treat this week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we were on the opposite ends of a video conference for like sixteen hours over the span of two days. <laughs> That's and right. It, That's right. It was like like uh, a Dave and Gunnar show with with multiple guests for like it was like a like a like a telethon we were doing, right? It was like it was like a telethon we were doing. That's exactly right. That's very right. nerdy telethon. Right? <laughs> That's right. A very boring telethon <laughs> with no money. There was no money at the end of it. yeah Yeah, but that was a treat to be able to see you during the work day that used to happen a lot and and uh it was nice to felt like a little bit like old times that was nice yeah yeah i missed that it was nice it was nice yeah yeah so what's new um i'm riding in my car dave and i'm Mm -hmm. headed to an appointment and i'm on the phone with uh with a colleague and i got my i got my nexus which i love very much as you know uh and it's mounted on my dashboard and in the middle of the phone call, the screen goes blank. I hear a robot scream in my Bluetooth. <laughs> oh. And yeah. And then my phone begins to reboot incessantly. Uh, and so there I am in the parking lot of, of, uh, of, this, of this office park. And I'm f- furiously trying to like, get into recovery mode, right? Because I feel yes. like, oh, just wipe, wipe, whatever, wipe, wipe the doll that cash, right? Like, that's how you solve right. that problem. Right, of um, course. Of course. And uh, so. That that works great when you can get to the recovery mode. Unfortunately, going into recovery mode immediately sent it back into a reboot, um, and so I had a brief experience with uh, Google's support, um, and it took them thirty six hours to tell me that I was out of warranty, and uh, <sighs> and right, and then I threw it out the window, and of course now it's now now it's a Friday, it's it's noon, I'm headed into the weekend, and I need a phone, Dave. I need a phone. Yeah. Stat. Right. And, uh, and of course, what's my first thought? My first thought is, oh, I, this is the excuse I needed to go buy the new Google phone. Pixel. Uh, yeah. Pixel, right? Yeah. I'm going to go sign up for t- Pixel. Google, up. Yeah. Google was unwilling for any amount of money, uh, for no amount of money, would Google send me a Pixel phone sooner than November 22nd. This is like two or three weeks ago. And wow. so I was like, well, I can't live without, I can't go without a phone, obviously, for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is with a heavy heart uh, that I admit to you that I'm currently packing an iPhone 6. Oh. I know. I know. And but it, is that, that's not the big one, right? That's, no, no, that's, that's the, yeah. not the, yeah, no, it's not the iPhone chubby. It's the, it's the iPhone, regular iPhone. And right. um, uh, it, so uh, annoying to have to switch OSs and all that. But, uh, mm. but I will tell you this, uh, after, you know, two, it was only two or three hours of kind of screwing around and I was back to basically exactly the same experience. I was surprised that every time I do this flip from one OS to another, um, it, they feel closer together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, f- I now rarely think about the fact that I'm on iOS. It, it just feels there's a you know there's some a phone. it's right. a phone right. It's, I mean it's basically it's the same. It's very much this, it, the same experience, which was uh, that was a surprise, kind of a pleasant surprise too. So mm. yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And now my wife and I get to share chargers. So that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So now, how, and that doesn't have the head. That has a headphone jack. It has the headphone jack. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing any of that nonsense. I'm not interested in them. Uh, I, I didn't need to get all the way in the tank. I, I, yeah. That's fine. iPhone 6 is. You drew the line. Yeah, right. that's right. That's great. Anyway. 
So how about you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm. I, so uh, I'm a LastPass user, and I, I saw that now it went from being you know paying twelve dollars a year to now it's free. Um, and the big thing, like the freemium model that they had, was that you could synchronize all your mobile devices, or you could synchronize all your desktop devices. But if you want to be able to sync your mobile device uh, password blob with your desktop, you got to pay them twelve bucks a year. Um, and now it's like zero. And I was like, wait a minute, what? It's like, it, it, like what, what's the reason to give them money anymore? And it just kind of creeped me out, right? It's like the is the product me now, or or what's what's mm-hmm. the deal? So, um, I I don't know what's going on there. Like the only thing that I could see from a value standpoint is um, the ability to share passwords with say like family members. But um, but yeah, it's, it's that was surprising. I don't know if other people have thoughts or feedback on that, but it's like going from all of a sudden to like being freemium, uh, being free, right? Of like, oh, well, it's just very makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it feels like you're getting. So, is there any other reason to give them money? There's like, a, like if I want to use like a YubiKey, uh, you know, thing or whatever. But it's like if you're using Google Authenticator, that works mm-hmm. um, to do two factor. And if you, which is fine, right? But if you're trying to use like a YubiKey or whatever, then you got to pay them. And it's like, okay, no big deal. I'd rather use Google Authenticator anyhow. So, huh. yeah. That's a surprise. I got, hey, maybe they're just not good at business. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to make up, make up for it in volume, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it could be, like, that could be my theory, though, is that maybe they just want to do a corner on the market and squeeze out one password and everybody else and be the, like the dominant player and then closes the door after everybody is like squeezed out of the market. Right. Right. Starve, starve everybody else. I'd actually, that's interesting because I am actually in back in the market. So one password, um, which is my chosen password manager, uh, uh, just a while back for complicated reasons, uh, retired web access to the, to the password tool, which meant that there was no longer Linux support for it. Um, oh, and so now they want more money from me, I think, uh, to go use their basically LastPass version of their service, um, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of like web interface to it. Um, yep. But uh, anyway, that's got me thinking, like, well, now I'm paying them twice for what I used to have before. Uh, so I'm actually having the opposite experience you have. So maybe, I don't know, yeah, maybe LastPass Try is it out. Maybe they're after yeah. my dollar. Yeah. 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 Or, or your zero dollar, I guess. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So. No, seriously, I would try it out because you could do multi-factor authentication. It works on Linux. It works on my Chromebook. It works on your the Android. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing I hear between Android and iOS is that, uh, like, if you know when you open up an app um, and it asks you for a username and password, LastPass is smart enough to detect that and then launch and uh, off, unlock your offer to unlock your uh, vault uh, and then populate that. Um, whereas I think on iOS it can't uh, for whatever um, sandboxing reasons. Right, right, right. Um, and so, what's your what's your backup strategy? Like, what happens if LastPass gets uh, catches fire or whatever? Uh, are you are you up the creek or is there a what's no. your what's your DR strategy here? <laughs> yeah, so it's it, all it does. The whole LastPass service, like everything, like the blob lives on my computer, and I'm suppose I can export the blob and and whatever. But the value that you get for paying or not paying now is that you um, is that it will store the blob centrally and synchronize all those blobs for you, um, and then 
you know, if, if that day ever comes, I could, I still have access to my blob and I can unlock it, but, but then it's up to me to sort of export everything and then, um, you know, plug that into another tool. Oh, I see. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, enough about our password management strategies. Uh, what's what do we got for the, uh, what do we got for the episode this, uh, this week, Dave? Yeah. So see if there's a pattern here. Um, we're going to be talking about drug delivery, app delivery, public transit delivery, cable TV delivery, delivery. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and if folks are interested in our, uh, uh, in our, in our delivery items, so what website can they go visit Dave? Yeah. they want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner show.org. That's right. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes and, uh, and Google music while you're at it. Go into Google music and give us a rating. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. We'd appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And on the, uh, on the cutting room floor, we got kind of a, uh, things made of other things theme this week, right? Yep. Yep. We got uh, blade runner made from, uh, 12,597 watercolor paintings, um, electric skateboard made from a Raspberry Pi and Jimmy Fallon's, uh, and Metallica's Enter Sandman, uh, made from, uh, classroom, uh, musical instruments. Yeah, that's, I, I love every one of those Jimmy Fallon bits with, uh, playing a pop song with, uh, classroom instruments. Every one of them is great. And, and for yep. different, each, each time is for different reasons. Um, uh, anyway, it's great. Nice. If you, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go see it. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, let's talk about drug delivery. Yeah, all right. You have my attention. Okay. You have my all attention. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, we haven't talked about K-Cups in a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sure. the, so CVS, um, they're starting to do uh, like cold medicine in the form of K-Cups. Oh, so like a uh, cold remedy tea that you would put in a K-Cup machine and it would. Yeah. But, oh. Like a therapy. Like a therapy yeah, right, sort of thing. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Oh, that's yeah. clever. That's yeah. clever. It, it seems like they're doing like all people are doing all kind of things in this K K cup form factor. What what are some things that that you would want to see in a in a K cup form factor? I uh, coffee, Irish coffee, <laughs> Bailey's. Um, <laughs> the, well, I. Well, I guess this is a. I get medicine actually makes a lot of sense, and Theraflu that seems like a natural. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's kind of limited that like it has to be hot liquids, right? Um, yes. So yeah, no, this could go in a like R-rated direction, but uh, no, I can't. I can't really think of anything um, over and above that. But uh, okay. what, what about you? Well, I've seen. I don't know, but I. I and I'm not a fan of K cups in general, but. Um, but I've seen. I think it's people are doing stuff like uh, like ramen noodles. Um, and uh like almost like spaghetti and stuff like that where um the hot water will constitute some sort of meal out of it so it's actually like like they're moving into food like edible food sort of things oh you know, so, so like, it's like a so it's like a broth would be inside the k-cup or something like that is that what you mean i i guess i don't know mm-hmm. yeah like a concentrated a super concentrated thing yeah right right and like, a, and like, a, like okay yeah. that makes sense like a toddy like a toddy, mm-hmm. make yourself a nice, yep. make yourself a nice toddy. You feel a little sick, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, so so what, what are, yeah, what are some other ways of uh, delivering drugs we got now? Yeah, how about a freaky pill that expands in your stomach? <laughs> tell, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you see the picture that we have in the show notes. <laughs> it's, it's horrifying. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, so it looks like it looks like a like a large like a horse pill in your that would sit in your hand, right? 
and the, expanded, yeah. though, it looks like a s- starfish, each arm of which is like twice as long as the pill itself. Is that about, does that sound right? I would say Chinese throwing star. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they could, they can look in the show notes and decide for themselves what this thing looks like, but, but it's, it looks like it would fit, like it would consume your entire hand where it's this. So there's this pill that, you know, so one of the things that, you know, and I hear this too, uh, that one of the big problems in the medical industry is that people aren't taking their medicine properly, especially as people get older and they forget to take their medicine or they take the wrong dosage. Um, so the thought is, well, hey, what, what if we come up with this ultra long acting oral delivery device that we that is this pill that you stick in your stomach and then it expands and then it will deliver a drug over a period of um, uh, let's see, it'll it'll uh, after you swallow it, the capsule unfurls into a star like shape, uh, a configuration that prevents it from entering the digestive tract um, and and uh, still allowing uh, food to pass. And then for the next seven to 10 days in the stomach, it will slowly release medication and the star eventually breaks down, allowing it to safely pass through the intestines. Uh, uh, Okay, so so the the theory here is either take your medicine or I'm going to make you swallow the shuriken. Yep, yep. Yeah, but maybe it could be great, I guess. But I'm just afraid of, like, I guess it dissolves from the acids in your stomach or something. But I wonder what would happen, like, if you fall and it breaks or if it some glue di- dissolves all of a sudden, like the liability there. And then all of a sudden you get all the medicine at once and people die. Um, yeah, I, so I, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, if I swallowed this thing, all I would be thinking about is this enormous plastic star that's been, that's sitting in my stomach, right? Where, where you look down and you see this thing poking out of your stomach. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So you got to like adjust it, right? You know, and Ugh. stuff it back in. But but I wonder too if this would be like an alternative to like gastric bypass down the road. Well, you sure. know, it's like right. Right. you swallow this thing and then it inflates like you to like size of a couple ping pong balls. And I don't know. Oh uh, God! I just uh, the whole is revolting. It's revolting. I would much rather have it like. And this is this is how gross this sounds. Is like it's actually less revolting to have the medicine implanted uh like subcutaneously in your arm like having like a um having like an implant like in your skin yeah yeah. Okay, or a right. patch. yeah 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 or something stuck in a vein or something yeah or... yeah 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 that's less well, gross it, than what it, we're looking it, at right now it, yeah yeah so. but uh, i wonder if this is done by the k-cup people to make the k-cup stuff look even more appealing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's gross. That's gross. Yeah. 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 So let's, let's, let's turn up the gross knob a little bit and let's, let's talk about mobile phones for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, Motorola, uh, they got bought by Lenovo, right? And Lenovo has, we've talked in previous episodes about them, you know, putting like crapware on and, and all, a lot of the PC makers, right. In order to hit a price point and subsidize the cost of the PCs because it's so competitive, um, they would put bloatware on, on people's, uh, uh, PCs, but now, um, Motorola is doing it, uh, and, you know, probably because of Lenovo's leadership, uh, where they're adding applications, uh, Microsoft applications, preloading them onto, uh, Lenovo and Motorola Android devices. Right. Right. So this would be like Office or Skype and stuff like that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Any any thoughts on that? 
inevitable, right? Of course, that, of course, that's going to happen. Um, and actually, I find this is like less objectionable than like somebody shipping their own crappy maps application or um, yeah. or like trying to hijack my dialer stuff like that. Like, so I guess what I'm saying is like this is additive to the Android experience as opposed to like stuff like Samsung does, which is like they try to oh, create, I hate that. I know they try yeah. to create their own experience in it, which is like not what I'm interested in, right? Yeah, they try to out Google Google or yeah. something, or yeah. they try to be more like Apple and fail, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And so, and, it's, and I think it's probably unfair. Like Microsoft Office is, I mean, feel how you want about Microsoft, but I think calling Office like bloatware is probably that that doesn't quite capture it, right? That's not that's not entirely accurate because it is actually a popular functional piece of software. Um, well, if it's something that I don't know if it's free to use, like or or are you getting this software put on your phone that you know you can't uninstall it, but in order to use it, so it's sitting there taking up space on your limited uh memory uh on on the on the you know uh sd card Mm -hmm. but um but you have to pay money to unlock it to be able to use it i don't know Oh, do you have to pay money because i think they're free in the app store anyway well like free maybe it's like a like you pay like and i don't know about about office on on mobile devices if you you know like you it's free to download or it's like crippleware or or it's like you actually have to pay to it's free to download, but you actually have to pay for the service mm-hmm. right. to use, like right. Netflix, right? Yeah. It's like coming with like net, Netflix pre-installed where you know, the only way you can use it is to pay for a Netflix subscription. And you can't delete it. Or if you do delete it, you're basically – got to leave behind like an, an old buggy, possibly security uh, vulnerability-ridden piece of software that's yeah. still taking up space. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but also, like, don't you have a folder on your phone that's, like, all the apps I don't want to use and I don't want to see, um, and you just kind of, like, tuck those all away? Did you have one? Don't you have something like that? No, no. Oh. Huh. But I don't I don't put stuff on my desktop, though, really, that much. Oh, okay. Like, I have the things that I, I sort of whitelist the things I want on the desktop of, of the phone, and then I hide uh, everything else goes in the drawer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't bug me. And if like, and if it, you know, if it saves you ten bucks on the cost of the phone, like, big deal. Like, you throw the, you know, you can always hide the app or, um, you know, tuck it away somewhere so you don't have to look at it, right? Okay, let me change your mind. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in the next, in the next uh, thing, there's a uh, IoT phone. Um, so like, you know, we always we're fans of doing backups, right? Yep. Very much. How would you like to have a company backup all of your text messages to servers in China? Mm-hmm. That sounds uh, that sounds less like a company and more like a, more like a state actor, <laughs> or a business model, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there's a, a company, uh, ADUPS Adups uh, Technology, a Chinese firm whose product touts the ability to wirelessly update installed um, uh, update software installed on mobile and IoT devices. So um, there are a lot of phones like sold in Best Buy and Amazon that are like super inexpensive uh, phones, yeah. right? That yeah. from like ZTE and Blue and Huawei, um, and they're like fifty to hundred dollar phones, and and they sell so cheaply because they have on screen advertisements, very much like the Amazon, you know, uh, sponsored blah 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 that would have stuff. Um, but the thing with that. ADUPS software is that they will take all of the call records and text messages um, to and from the device uh, that and digitally copy them to a server in Shanghai, China, every seventy-two hours. <laughs> and what was the what was the explanation? Oh, why, I'm, why would I'm they do this? Um, oh, okay, right. 
Yeah, so the investigators also found that they were able to mine the text messages for specific strings of text, as well as install and remove any software from host devices. Yeah, that sounds that sounds 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 pretty good. That sounds like yep. uh, actually, you know what? That sounds like if I wanted to go catch some drug dealer, I just finished watching The Wire again, right? So I'm thinking like this is a great way to go catch drug dealers, right? Because they're using these cheap phones. Yep. Uh, so now I've got a tool that allows me to capture everything that they're doing, uh, install software like recording devices and stuff on the phone without anybody knowing. Um, this is great. This is like uh, this is like an FBI. This is, this is like an FBI dream, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so they, uh, so basically, oh, and you also can't remove the software, uh, and it's not detected by antivirus tools because it's just installed by default, so it's automatically whitelisted. Even better. Um, yeah, so their thing was in, it, that it is in response to user demand uh, to screen out junk text and calls from advertisers. Yeah, uh-huh. Exactly. So they're improving our ad experience. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we got a lot more that we got to cover. All right. uh, so let's we'll keep on moving. Um, so we talked about robot lawyers, mm-hmm. and there um, uh, that there is actually you know that was fighting parking tickets. Um, there's actually a Chrome extension now that will negotiate Comcast uh, chat rooms for rate discounts. Oh, that's very handy. That's great. Yeah, and and so there's two modes. There's like autopilot and where it'll just go and do it. And you just give it your account number or whatever. And it's just boom, boom, it does it. Um, and then there's another one that is a little bit more manual, which lets you step in. Um, so, and then the other thing that I found, um, you know, speaking of, of, of lawyers, um, we've, we haven't talked about Helixson's law in a long time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Helixson law is, is uh, .com is taken? Really? Yes. Hold on, I'm, uh, hold on. I'm clicking on it right now. Who's this guy? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this character? It's a lot of clip art on this page. Yep. All right. <laughs> so yeah, you have to file your takedown notice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's let's keep on going. I know we got it. We got your your uh, your. Yeah, your that's time. right. I got to stop here. But I'm but I'm coming after you, Ed Hellickson. <laughs> Probably an uncle or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah, so there was uh, another thing I found was that there was um, uh, a tech support scammer. Uh, he uh, got infected with the Locky um, ransomware. Mm-hmm. So there was a guy that, um, uh, he, you know, it was uh, some French guy uh, was like reached out to by like some scammer and saying that like, oh, you have a virus, call this 800 number or something like that. So the guy called the 800 number and it's and it was this a call center where he was like, Oh, well you got to give us, you know, we'll, we will unlock your computer if you give us your credit card number. So this guy generated like a whole bunch of like fake credit card numbers, um, <laughs> like test credit card numbers and was like reading them off and they didn't work. And so they're like, uh, and he was like hamming it up saying, Oh, I'm old. I can't see very well. So here I took a picture with my digital camera and let me give you that file because they were doing like the, like the remote access uh, like a like a, a remote uh, mm-hmm. remote toolkit sort right. of thing. Right. So he's like, okay, so let me give you this file and and I'll upload it to you in this in the chat window here. So he goes and does that, but before he does it, he pre-infects that zip file with with ransomware and <laughs> uploads it to the other guy uh, to the guy in the call center and then basically locked him out of his uh, 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 of his system. <laughs> That, that justice is swift. 
That's great. Yes. That's great. Yeah. And, and speaking of more swift justice, um, the San Francisco MTA, you, you've probably seen how that got hacked. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I did see that. So, so and it's and it like this is bad, right? It's it's the whole San Francisco rail system, from what I understand. Yeah, like point of sale systems. It, it was like, oh, you've been hacked, and then here's this uh, crypto m twenty seven at yandex dot com. Uh, contact them for information. So it wound up that hacker got hacked um, by <laughs> yeah. So um, so some vigilante hacker took that email address and wound up re. Get breaking into the guy's email account by using uh, by uh, figuring out the security questions of the um, of the hacker. Oh, that's hilarious! That's great. Yeah, so so that shows why like security questions aren't very good. Wow, wow! And so so what? He got it back, and uh, no, no, uh, they didn't. They didn't get it back, but they were able to see that there that this wasn't the first um ransomware thing that these people have done and they have more than $140,000 of of other victims in the guy's email box uh in the last couple months. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yep. Hey Dave, I've, we've been through this episode. I mean, we're we're many minutes into the episode and we haven't talked about any USB Raspberry Pi stunts. Uh I got one for you right now. Okay. So let's let's yeah. So there's another one. Uh, so we talked about how you have a USB Raspberry Pi, you plug it into an Ethernet or a USB port, and it fakes out and acting like it's a uh, Ethernet device. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, it does something very similar um, on locked screens, but it does a thing that they call poison tap that will go in and uh, pollute the cache of your web browser um, with with like fake like bad things. Mm-hmm. And so it would actually. Um, put back doors into systems and redirect things based upon uh, poisoning your cache in, inside your browser. Wow. Wow. That's tricky. Yep. There's people. Tricky. Yeah. But um, if you don't like your Raspberry Pi, um, it, you know, the Raspberry, Raspberry Pi Zero plugged into a USB device, um, you can easily disca- uh, disguise it as a um, uh, an office printer and uh, turn it into a GSM base station. Oh, so you could like create a fake uh cell tower inside like a printer housing or something, and anyone who's <laughs> near the printer would connect to that 3G station, and you could we'll look at their texts and probably their yep. calls and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and it would it would actually um, every time that I guess it steals a text, it would print it out on that printer. <laughs> That's great. And then, That's yeah, great. and then it said that uh, every now and again, the printer also randomly calls phones in the environment. And whenever you answer um, Stevie Wonder's 1984 classic, uh, I just called to say I love you, is heard. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So let's talk biometrics. Um, so it's Christmas time, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be great if you could just uh, buy a set of fingerprints that you could add to your, you could stick on your gloves and use them outside uh, to unlock your phone? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, I I thought it was interesting, but you know um, because one thing is that you could change these fingerprints where you can't change your real fingerprints, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so these are they they call them taps. Uh, so it's basically stickers that you buy that have these random fingerprinty like things and then you stick them on the fingers of your gloves or mittens and you use that to unlock your screen um but in my but that you know i think uh the downside though is that it's easier to lose your gloves than it is your fingers um so 
um, that's that's a bad thing. But uh, but I guess as a neutral, um, I'd rather have the adversary just take my glove than to cut my finger off and use it. I guess so. But you know, also as you mentioned, we're both fans of backups, right? So yes. it's always nice to have a backup. Uh, yeah, have a, have some fingerprints in a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, just in case. In case I lose a finger. Uh, or my hands are too cold and I can't uh, can't activate the sensor. It'd be nice to have a, a second option. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, let's see what else we got. Um, so uh, people should know this is that um, you know microphones are speakers and speakers are microphones. Th- right. did, did you know that? I did know that. I did know that because I had a Radio Shack uh, electronics kit uh, when I was a, when yes. I was a kid. Yes. And that's, exactly. And that's where you learn that lesson. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what's really interesting is uh, talking about jumping air gaps is this crazy Israeli guys again. Yeah. Um, they're at it again. Right. <laughs> um, they they actually figured out a way to come up with some malware um, with uh, the real tech drivers um, where you could turn inputs into outputs and outputs into inputs. <laughs> so if you have just like pair of headphones like they had these i think they're like sennheiser headphones Mm -hmm. um like not not with a built-in microphone just like headphones Mm -hmm. um plugged into the headphone jack not the microphone jack but the headphone jack of a computer they showed how they were able to record audio from as far as 20 feet away wow now in my experience doing that like plugging headphones accidentally plugging headphones into a microphone jack like the quality is significantly diminished right and you would think you could, if it's a microphone acting as a speaker, you're probably going to blow out the microphone. Right. Um, or if it's a headphone, getting it to vibrate in a, uh, you know, you got to almost be shouting into it yeah. to pick up anything. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the video in the show notes, um, it's actually pretty clear where the guy, they're like recording it from across the room. Um, wow. It's, it's pretty amazing. Huh. All right. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now yeah. now quickly incorporating all my headphones into my threat model. <laughs> <laughs> Putting epoxy on them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Glue them onto your head. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah. So the other thing that I saw was, um, uh, and this is fun, is, is you want to check the video out later, is um, there is a guy, speaking of jumping air gaps, you know how you have QR codes? Sure. Yeah, robot vomit, right? Yeah. So these guys, this guy has, like, basically... You could think of it as like two laptops facing each other where you have a screen and a camera on each one. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're facing each other, and then they're showing QR codes, and then the camera on the other laptop is picking up the QR code, and then the other one has, is showing a QR code, and then the other, you know, the opposite one is seeing it on its camera. And so he was able to actually do uh, a TCP IP stack using that. Whoa. Yes, and he was actually do, running SSH between the cameras, between the cameras and the screens, going from one computer to the other. <laughs> it was slow. Yeah, but <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm, I'm also thinking about like, uh, you're like, oh yeah, these two computers. Yeah, what do you? What, how do you got a connect? Oh, they got an optical connection. Oh, an optical <laughs> connection. Oh, that sounds fancy. That Very sounds fast. fast. Speed of yeah, light. that's right. <laughs> Up to a hundred bits a second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, check check the video out. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's great. Yep. Yeah, and then did you see? Uh, yeah, we got we got written up in uh, NextGov. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That was nice. That was a nice surprise. So that was an interview with uh, Mohana or conversation with Mohana about, uh, especially they seem to uh, running around the, the, the conversation about driverless cars, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So thanks. Thanks to NextGov and uh, team for uh, giving us a shout out. I always enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so d- yeah, go, go so ahead. So Dave, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about um, machine learning, AI. That's kind of a kind of a, one of the focus areas uh, at work right now. Um, so do you have any, do you have any news in there that's, uh, that's going to get me excited? Yeah. So if, if, okay, I want you to put your Josh Bresser's hat on right now. Um, okay. I'm really surly and I'm really paranoid. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. Um, should you ever write your own encryption? No, never. Right. See, right. What if, what if you use neural networks to invent their own encryption? I surrender. If we get to that point, I surrender. Humanity is lost because yeah. now because now the robots can talk to each other without telling us. Well, yeah, and and like I would think at first I was I thought that okay that could be you know obviously you know again the channeling my inner Josh Bressers that you never want to write your own encryption it's got to be vetted FIP certified all that stuff but what if it if the encryption algorithm is written so frequently and is becomes increasingly complicated and is very different every single time it's like almost like i don't know like perfect forward secrecy oh uh, it's a it's a razzle dazzle it's a it's a like it's every a, yeah, yeah every warfare, every tls right? yep. like every tls connection is a different encryption algorithm mm-hmm. so instead of trying to find weaknesses in a tls mm-hmm. right version whatever um you are bombarded with every you know every secure connection that you have is a completely different uh, uh, encryption algorithm. Huh. So, but how do you negotiate, how, how would you pre-negotiate the algorithms? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they don't know. They don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Good. it was... Uh, Good. Because if you yeah. had an answer to that, then we could surrender, right? As a, yeah. as a race, we were, we, a human race would be over. Yeah. So it was, so basically they don't know how the encryption method works at all. Um, but they were saying that, let's see, that um, after the scenario has been played out 15,000 times, Bob was able to convert Alice's ciphertext message back into plain text, while Eve could guess just eight out of 16 bits of the forming message. Um, so, wow. yeah, it, yeah, pretty crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. Man. Yep. All right. Uh, well, listen, Dave, we're, we're nearly out of time here. I got to go jump on my next call, but, uh, and it was good to talk to you again. Yeah, it's good to catch up. This is great. We, we got to do this more often, yeah, do some more marathon, uh, telephone, uh, that's uh, right. conference calls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just had this mental picture of, uh, Krusty, uh, singing, sending the clowns, you know, with, with... <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not saying that, that, that was a better meeting than that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a yeah, great sorry. meeting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Dave, if uh, if folks want links to uh, to some of the videos that we were talking about, to the uh, Jimmy Fallon and Metallica singing uh, "Enter Sandman" use with uh, classroom instruments and and whatnot, uh, what website what website should they go to? Yeah, uh, dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner Show.org. Sweet. All right, Dave. Uh, well, listen. Have a great week. I'll talk to you. Uh, okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Gunner. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>